there is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Hey, hey, breaking AI news. Adobe is transforming image editing with AI. Google and TikTok are in the battle for short-term search and much, much more on your weekly update of AI news and new releases and how they impact your business. I'm your co-host, Kit Bodner, CMO at HubSpot, joined as always by my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier. And this is Marketing Against the Grain. Kieran, crazy week again in the business AI world. Like what the hell is going on? The biggest thing that happened this week is Adobe made a huge, huge update to its Firefly product, which is their brand for all their AI tools. And they really brought AI front and center in Photoshop now. And it's pretty mind blowing. Like this is kind of the, hey, I think what's going to happen here is large companies are actually going to win because they're just going to integrate it into their existing products. But I think it was really well covered by Linus, who's coming on the show. Oh, I yeah, think, he's coming well. on the show. He did a really good example of why the hype is real about Adobe's generative fill from all of the kind of different like Twitter threads. And some of it was like really, really it's cool. It's amazing. The, the, like, this Nirvana one, like that's an iconic yeah, image. Just, and like it basically took that image and generated the rest of the image from it. And it is it looks amazing. Like there's a, an, a really cool one of Michael Jackson, like very cool ones of album covers. I saw this thread too, Kieran. I thought Linus did a great job of showing like lots of different practical ways that you would want to take this image and expand it basically, right? Like so much of image editing for design and business purposes is you take this and you kind of scope it down or you customize it. This is the complete opposite use case, right? Where you're basically saying, oh, I've got this thing I love and I want to expand on it. And like the results are pretty incredible. And it shows you just how different work is going to be for anybody in a business going forward, right? Like creative work, as we know it, is changing. Yeah, I thought this was one of the coolest examples here where you can take a portion of a image and have natural language to actually start to iterate on that. Like the way that you actually take that image, like just look at the kind of cool things that it's actually doing. It takes the image, right? You can actually cut them, you can cut and paste different things from here. You can basically actually start to ask it to create things in natural language on the image. Like just asking it That's to edit crazy. the That's crazy. Like adding you, the road lines is bananas, it's dude. It's so dope. It starts to like expand that the image, like do all this incredibly cool stuff. But they just, the, the ability to like, edit the images through natural language is just absolutely mind-blowing. Like you you have no restrictions anymore in terms of like how you can take imagery and tailor it to any of your needs. And I think the cool thing about this is one of the things you struggle with and like mid-journey is like really cool, right? But I was like prompting it over the weekend to get some images. None of the images it gave me were like final versions, like things I could yeah. use as final versions. I needed to do a bunch of editing to make them like final versions. And that's why I love Adobe, like it just, it gives you all of that within one suite. And I think that's the advantage of some of the conglomerates is like they can leverage this stuff with the existing tools that they already have. Yeah. I, I think what we're saying here is like Adobe Firefly is sick. 
It's really good at image manipulation. That video, I think, just really showcased that. Midjourney is great for, and, and Dolly and other tools are great for creating that initial image. But you're like, hey, depending on where I want to put this on my website or my newsletter, what have you, like there's other things I want to do to make it a finished product. And I really want a tool like Firefly to do that. And it, it shows that there, there's going to be a new kind of creative suite of applications. There's not just going to be one magical AI application, I think, that does all this stuff, Kieran. I, Can we I, just I do, do one have more? This is actually my favorite. This is actually my very, very favorite as a very like diehard Skywalker, Skywalker fan. Star Wars I love the way, look how easily he turns Luke Skywalker into <laughs> a baseball player. Look how easily he turns Luke Skywalker into one of the least sporty, a player of one of the worst sports in the world, which is baseball. <laughs> you hate Star Wars. Uh, I hate Star Wars I love, and, and you hate baseball. So there I love we go. Star Wars. Oh yeah. So we're opposites. I love Star we're, Wars. We're nailing baseball this. is ridiculous. And you think Star Wars is ridiculous. Oh, but he's making a baseball card, which is pretty sick. It's so sick. The resizing, like, the layering that. it all together. Like that's pretty amazing, dude. Pretty the, amazing. The, the Luke Skywalker baseball card is, is pretty it's awesome. It's actually a really good idea. Popular characters as sports figures. Yeah, as like baseball cards. That's actually a really good idea. Somebody somebody should do that. that that'd be pretty fun. All right, Kieran, I got another piece of news on the image front that I got I gotta share. I gotta share. I sent you this briefly earlier and it blew your mind. And I I want to blow everybody else's mind here because what we have this guy shared a new thing. He's like introducing paragraphica. And it's a camera that takes photos using your location data describes the place you are at and then converts it into an AI generated image. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to start this video over because it's, it's crazy. So look, so he's got this like weird camera thing and he is basically converted, use all the location data to create a prompt. And that prompt is going out to the internet based on all the settings. And it's creating a clean new AI version of that street that looks just like that street, but better. Right, right, right. Without all it's the like crappy a, bicycles, with perfect lighting, it's like it's like the vacation picture you want you want to take, but like actually what you want it to look like versus like oh man, this street looks like junk right now. And I think to, to me, if you're out there and you're watching this, you're like, this is a little bit mind blowing. It is, but more importantly, it shows just how different the images that are going to show up in all of the work we do are going to be. And that Im image generation is a core, core use case of AI for any business because between generating them through fun use cases like this and manipulating them in Adobe, just like Kieran talked about, huge, huge upside and image generation and, and editing took a huge leap forward this week, which is pretty amazing. Huge. I think images are transformational. I think the other place we're seeing that happen is video, although kind of less so in video. I guess we can yeah. get into a couple of the additional updates where there is some movement on video. Like Google is using AI to make YouTube shorts more searchable. Which is pretty sick. Um, really sick, right? I think that we've talked about the future, very video centric. If, like, if you're a marketer or you're a business, I think short from video is an incredible way to bring your product to life, bring your brand to life, bring all of the things that you want to, like bring them to life in a much more entertaining way. And I think the fact that Google is gonna make that stuff much more searchable will actually be better for businesses because they'll get more leverage from those short from videos. Yeah, YouTube Shorts is underrated as a mechanism for video discovery. We're gonna have more YouTube Shorts and more short from video because AI tools are gonna to help generate them, right? And so what's interesting 
here, Kieran, is that our another piece of news we have is from TikTok. And I think both of these video players are realizing that the discoverability, that they're about to have way more video content. And if you're a business out there, you should be thinking about how do I leverage these innovations to help people better discover my business through short form video? So TikTok on the other side is testing out Taco, not T-A-C-O, <laughs> but T-A-K-O. And it's TikTok's AI chatbot. They're testing it in the Philippines and it can recommend videos based on questions. So they're trying to basically test a video search engine. A video search engine. An AI exactly. video search engine where you ask the chatbot, it's like, hey, I want, I want recipes of barbecue chicken. And I'm, it's just going to identify those videos that feature barbecue chicken and just feed you, give you a feed of those so you can look at all of them, find the one you want and make what you want. This is interesting. What, what's going to be a theme on the show going forward is you're going to see competitors rolling out similar products in a very short period of time. And so you've got Google and TikTok on the short form video coming at different angles, basically, to better help people navigate and discover short form video because one, it's going to help them monetize those platforms, but they also know there's going to be way more short form video coming. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to consider like TikTok really is a potential competitor, not for the entirety of Google, not for the entirety of Google, but definitely for certain categories like food. It's one of the best places for AI workflows. Like there's a bunch of finance. Hello. I wouldn't take finance advice for a lot of the TikTokers. They're pretty bad. <laughs> no. But there's a ton of categories on there, actually, that I think it could be very competitive with Google because they are actually better through video search than they are through a text search. If you're a business out there, more short form video because it is clear that the platforms are going to leverage AI to help you get that video in front of the most relevant people. Kieran, the last big piece of AI news before we go into the, the new tools of the week is... What I'm going to call Clippy, like 3.0, it's basically there's a new AI helper that's built directly into Windows 11 that's basically like adding Microsoft's Copilot technology into Windows 11 operating system to do things for you. Microsoft was the pioneer here. They had Clippy, baby. Clippy never did anything right that you ever wanted to know. It was horrible. But they were going to redeem themselves and they're going to add this AI assistant into Windows. You and I love Macs. We're probably never going to use this product, but I think if you're a Windows user, it could be potentially very helpful. There was nothing that could ever happen in Windows that would make me want to use a Windows machine. But <laughs> I will say the big takeaway for this is every software product is going to have yes. a co-pilot and that co-pilot will do all of the things that you want to do in that product. And you will just access that software product through natural language and that is a huge shift. On top of all software, there is going to be a natural language layer. All companies are going to call this a co-pilot. And it's the way that I'm going to interact with software in the future, which reduces the barrier to, you, like you have all these roles, which are specialist, yeah. like software admin role. And one of the things I haven't heard is like how disrupted they are all going to be. Admins are going to be. Yeah. Because why do you need them when you can, well, let me, can let do me, the same let work? Me, let me try something on you. This is my business takeaway from, from this Microsoft announcement, which is it's more important, going to be more important in the future to train your employees on what is possible with a technology than how to specifically do things in that technology. Yeah, yes. Because AI yeah. is going to yeah. make it very easy for you to be like, oh, I know I want to do this thing, but I'm not sure how. AI is going to help you do it. The thing that's going to become really valuable is like the understanding of what you need to do. Right. Right. So right. I think, yes, yeah. those roles, admins yeah. and stuff will probably get disrupted some. But what's really going to get disrupted is how we think about training our teams. Right. And if you're thinking, looking at this Microsoft announcement, it's like, 
oh, we have to rethink about how we're going to train our teams in the future so that they better understand the actual possibilities of the tools themselves. Well, also what happens to every brand's strap line when ease of use is commoditized across totally, all yeah. software. Easy to use will, will probably go away as a product benefit. That is, right. that, that's fair. But we're excited to see Clippy 3.0. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Kieran, we got we got some pretty awesome new tools for marketers this week, new t- tools for marketers and business owners. The first one is we've got VimCal, which is an AI-powered calendar app. Calendar apps have always been the rage, but we are seeing AI come to all the productivity use cases. And I think you're going to see calendaring and meeting be transformed by AI. Vimcal is one of many startups in this space trying to disrupt with AI. Yeah, so I think if, I think the cool thing about Vimcal again, it's adding natural language into the calendar the calendar process, and so like you can see when he's looking here, oh, he's actually pulling out the different things that will actually work for him. It actually changes on the right hand side. Oh, it actually that's build, awesome. builds out the kind of like text on the right hand side, and you can actually just put that into an email and send that to someone. There's all of these kind of like, I, I went, the, the founder demoed it on Twitter. I actually got back to him to say like, this is a really cool demo because you could really see how AI, if you told me like AI could make calendar or Calendly much better, natural language, I would probably struggle to see like, Calendly pretty good. Like I can see like the different overlap between things. But honestly, the demo that they did to show you how natural language can make a bunch of this stuff better. It's like superhuman for like calendar. It was like really, really cool. And so like That's this awesome. is one of, one of the tools that I would definitely go check out. I think for somebody who has a complex calendar, these are the use cases that just take a ton of time. If you're if you're somebody who's who's juggling a ton of different meetings between a lot of different groups of people, Vimcal seems pretty awesome. I love the way AI is transforming these use cases so quickly. You know, this is all happening so fast. The The next tool, Kieran, I, I think we got to chuckle out because it's a, it's called Hushle and it's all about helping people create high-performing LinkedIn posts and content. And I feel like LinkedIn content is starting to get pretty cringe and pretty over the top. So how do you feel about AI actually being able to do a good job here? If I'm a person trying to get better at writing content on LinkedIn, I don't think I'm outsourcing my content to an AI bot. It just, again, this is like a pretty good example. This is what it generated for you, right? This is what it generated based upon a just a standard prompt, prompt, like three trends, how they will impact marketers, make it optimistic. But I wanted to make sure it was truly LinkedIn. So I did ask it to say like, but secretly the post is about how you're awesome. Make people sh- make people know that you, you're incredible and have an amazing job. Because that's really what most people do. <laughs> yeah, in totally, it's like, totally. oh, here's a thing. And by the way, like I'm incredible smart and have a good job. Yeah, it didn't actually include anything about how smart <laughs> it, it, that person was or anything about an incredible job. But like pulls out a couple, it, like very good content. I actually think that this is pretty good content. Like first personalization, really standard, voice search, really standard, augmented reality, that one is a little bit less on the money, I think, but does provide some like interesting things. But if I post this in LinkedIn, like gets one like, right? Like there, this is the, this is the kind of like what we talked about, the write-in is okay, but actually okay is not good enough on any single channel at all in terms of write-in, you actually have to be truly great. And so I think these things are a good thing for a first pass. I don't know other than like, a model like this is likely tra- trained on LinkedIn, explicitly trained yeah. on LinkedIn data. So it's augmented to AI or, ske- or skews towards LinkedIn. But 
I just don't think it's probably much better than ChatGPT Pro. I, I think ChatGPT Pro probably does just as good a job. The use case is still broad enough that it's like, hey, can this actually do it? But if you're a diehard LinkedIn user and you're really trying to work there, like having a focus tool might be better. It's worth at least checking it out probably, but color us a little skeptic. All right, right. Kieran, I, we, we have one more before, one before more. we go today. So this there's a, there's a new company called magicform.ai and this yeah, is their this demo. Is all right, so it scans your website, it picks website pages, you upload upload your documents. It's like, yeah, oh, can... all this stuff about your product, about your company, right? Yeah. And then it's basically going to take all of that and create sales rep training. So like if you're a business and you've got sales reps, getting your sales reps trained is a huge pain and huge problem. This is pretty magic. Like, right, and is your best and one of your best employees like gets onboarded really rapidly, learns about your company really, really fast, and then the thing it does is it can just with one line of code you have a chatbot trained on all your data instantly. And again, this comes back to like it is going to be such a table stakes experience to have an AI concierge across oh, your entire go to market. And think how long it would take a new employee who's tasked with like answering customer questions to learn all of the things about your company to provide a good experience. Oh, it, it, t- it takes six to 12 months for most companies. And this AI bot like instantly can scan all your documents and start to like answer anything you want about your company. Like it's a really crowded space, but like that concierge experience and that ability to maybe answer questions for customers at every single point in time, 24 seven, seven days a week is going to be really like interesting when that all gets commoditized away because you again it gets another thing that's hard to win on because it's hard to win a customer experience because everyone should have an incredible customer experience with AI. well the the big thing here is if you're a business leader what you should think about is oh i need to make sure all of the knowledge about my business is accessible to both humans and robots and ai helps me do that Right. And tools like Magic Form, there's a bunch of others out there. I'm sure we'll be talking about others in future episodes. They're taking different spins on basically finding that data for you, training a model, and then using that model to enable your customers and to enable your sales team. And this is my big point, Kieran, something you and I haven't talked about is like HubSpot, we're in like the CRM business, right? And Historically, people think about CRM as like tools for reps. I think we are at the point where every CRM is for both buyers and sellers. It, it is, it's for, it's for both sides. And it's yeah. basically, how do you engage and leverage your data for both buyers and sellers? And that is going to be a game changer going forward. Right. Yeah. You give people the ability to buy in any way they want to buy. Yeah. And you you immediately have this AI bot, which is going to help people, but that bot is still is also made accessible to your sales team and is going to help that sales team get trained for the complex parts of the sales process. And the buyer should be winning night and day, right? Like it should be easier than ever to buy stuff over the next 12 months. And that is my hope in all of this. And I think multiple of these new products this week kind of fit into that theme of it's they're enabling buyers and making it easier and easier to buy things. Yes. Agreed. That's our roundup. That is the roundup for the week. We are going to be back with you next week. If you like this new show format, hit subscribe on YouTube, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a comment. This has been Marketing Against the Grain. We'll be back real soon. This data is wrong every freaking time. Have you heard of HubSpot? 
HubSpot is a CRM platform where everything is fully integrated. Whoa, I can see the client's whole history, calls, support tickets, emails, and here's a task from three days ago I totally missed. HubSpot, grow better. 